Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. I have two stories I want to share to kick off this episode. A while ago, my author's book came out and it was climbing the ranks on the Amazon. And, you know, it was getting, it was like in the hundreds area and she'd never, she'd never Mm -hmm. had a book in the hundreds before. Right. And so she was very excited. And then of course it started to fall, right. Or started to go back down and all of a sudden it like boosted up again. And she found out that her uh, like online followers saw that it was going down. And so they started like buying a bunch of random copies for friends and to like just give away to people because they they were like, no, we've got to do this for Heather. We've got to make this happen for her. This is such a special thing. So like they felt like they were part of something, like they're part of helping make this book a success, Right. right? And so that story fits really nicely with a conversation I had recently with a publisher and they were talking about the importance of working with author with authors who don't just have followers, but who have communities. You can be an author with a million likes on Facebook and your book can still flop. But if, if your Facebook followers are a community, that is rallying to support you, or if they feel like they're a part of some kind of online family, then your book sales usually look a little bit different. Right. And I think this is one of the reasons why TikTok actually makes so much sense for authors Yeah, is because it is so good Mm -hmm. at building you a community. Like as long as you know what you're about and what your books are about, Mm -hmm. it will, it will do that for Mm -hmm. you. Uh, so I came up with like five or six things. Like, how do you do this? How do you take your followers or your social media accounts and cultivate a community? How do you bridge that gap from random person on the other side of the internet to that weird kind of friendship that can happen when people connect online and right. form a shared interest and that kind of like bond. I see authors doing doing that with their fo- followers and that is like the key to getting sales and longevity for your career. So I have like five or six ideas of how to do this to your own social media as an author. The first thing to do is to post about you. This does go back to the TikTok conversation about TikTok is all about people. Yeah. It's all about people and excluding yourself from the social media conversation, like just posting memes or just posting thoughts for the day or just, you know, like that is not going to cultivate a community as much as someone being present, engaging, active, like a face, Mm -hmm. a face and a personality. Right. Somebody once told me in, in the context of building a social media following that all you really have to do 
is give someone for your readers to love mm. and they will. But if, you know, if your online personality is two dimensional, just a cardboard cutout that could be knocked over with the blow of a wind. Yeah. That's not something to love. Yeah. Oh, that's to recycle. So <laughs> if that, <you> know? <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Cause so many yeah. author personas online, you could tell they're just doing, they're going through the motions cause they think that they should. Right. You know, like, well, I should post twice a week or I should do this Instagram thing. And so it, it just feels like they're filling space. They're filling out their marketing calendar. They're just checking the boxes and it's not lovable because they're clearly not loving doing it. The next th thing I thought of um, is to mix it up, like a mixture of posts of lives, you know, whether it's Instagram live or whatever you're using, uh, you know, TikTok live. I assume there's like a live feature on TikTok if you yep. get like us mm -hmm. to a certain level. Yeah, um, but it, it won't show up on your your profile page. Those okay. videos just kind of exist when they exist and then they're gone. Interesting. Okay. Um, so doing the whole live thing, doing polls, like I see a lot of people using um, the questions like uh, Instagram stories, they have like the question feature where you can pull your audience or ask questions. And right. I'm seeing people use them, use that feature. It's such a really good way to like connect about a shared topic or hobby uh, with their audience. And then like everyone can like argue about like, what's the best TV show? This one, no, this one, you know, or whatever it is that, right. you know, people are wanting to talk about. Um, so just to do a bunch of different things and not the same stuff over and over and I think that then you connect with different people in different ways which leads to more of a community setting the next thing I came up with is to have ongoing conversations so instead of the whole like you post and then you walk away and maybe you like things maybe you comment here and there to really comment and be present in the conversation and to spend time to say like I'm going to spend 20 minutes interacting with people who are interacting with my stories I'm going right. to be here in this yeah. space fully present. I'm going to do my live. I'm going to take q and I'm going to respond like that can just go so far with making people feel like because if someone reaches out in response and then immediately you respond to them, the chances of them continuing to reach out go up. Whereas right. if they reach out to respond and you never respond back, you never acknowledge them. Yeah. Well, why would they try that again? Like, they, yeah, that was a very low fun experience for them. <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite authors, so he'll put up a post where he asks his readers, fans, followers for names, like, Hey, give me your name. And this means that you want to get added to the Excel document that I keep of real people's names because they just sound more realistic than made up names. In my opinion, I was like, Oh, that's, hmm. that's really cool. I have twice suggested my first name. He has not ever Never. added it to the document because he always like a couple days later then puts up a screenshot of all, congrats guys. And he doesn't take like five names. He takes like 70 names. <laughs> he just <laughs> doesn't like mine. He thinks that you're probably trolling him. And be like, I, I feel a little bit like, <laughs> I feel a little bit rejected. Because it's like, I love your work so much, but you don't even like my real name. <laughs> That's sad. 
oh, it's like each time you're feeling like less and less inclined to participate in this thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of it's like not getting picked for the dodgeball of, Is team. that a good idea? Is it? I'm still gonna read all of his books. It's yeah. Okay, Neil. You'll be kind of sad about it. Authors who are earlier in their career, like who haven't made it to multiple bestsellers or whatever. Authors, you you have the luxury of not having a bajillion people coming at you, you know, and so you can form real relationships with people. And man, you do that and you put in that time now that is going to help you so much if you do break out and you have that core group that was with you. And then they, it just, right. Such a great way to get started because eventually it will be like become something that is a little bit hard to manage. And yet authors still figure it out is like the crazy thing. And the next thing I thought of is to be vulnerable. There's nothing worse than, um, especially since I'm in, I work a lot in Christian publishing. There's nothing worse than the person who only shows up when they have like the right answers or something like super inspiring to say or something that like has all of the right things in it. And then like there's like the like this just complete lack of authenticity to it. Yeah. So being vulnerable, vulnerable, putting yourself out there when things aren't going well or when you've had a bad day or when you don't know the answer so this kind of goes back to the having like talk like responding to people and engaging with them but i made a note that i think is important to say and that's to think of those comments as fan mail like so back in the day of not internet time like written letters like that was the way to get in touch with your favorite author and so then there was this like sense that like the author might respond because that's just what you did back then. And a lot of authors did respond back then. Uh, And so those comments, no doubt, like, yeah, can you like, you're trying to, you know, procrastinate on writing that next chapter. (laughs) I can't. I've got fan mail. A stack of fan mail. (laughs) Do this first. And we just, we live in this like terrible social media age where we just think nothing of ignoring people who comment on our stuff or who, you know, like, it's just like, eh, yeah, right. I made them laugh. Uh, I don't feel like I need to waste my energy with them anymore. Like, I don't know whatever mindset we have, but we just, it's so much, it's so easy to not respond to people. So yeah, thinking of those comments and those interactions as fan mail might be, you know, help you flip the switch on that. Lastly, to just watch people who are doing this well. Carlos Whitaker, I think on Instagram, he's at Los, L-O-S, Wit, W-H-I-T. Carlos Whitaker, he's, he's a Christian author, but he has really formed an online community. He calls it his, fam- his Insta Familia, and they do meetups. And they mm-hmm. raise they raise money for people like he he um, saw this guy playing the piano in some kind of it was a store or an airport or what it was and he just felt led to talk to the guy and come to find out like the guy was like serious health problems and they raised a ton of money for that dude within right. 24 hours yeah and like 
his whole following just like feels like they're a part of something so much bigger than you know and he's just kind of like the ringleader like what are we gonna do next who are we gonna help next um, i see that kind of stuff all the time on tiktok like all the time you know um either somebody that goes viral with a i need help video yeah and then like you know a small account that gets picked up by big accounts and then somebody will organize a GoFundMe for them. Like mm-hmm. that happens all the time. Yeah. People show up for it too. They and do. people care. They do. And they champion it and they share it and they, and then they stick around, you know, when he wants to talk about racism, when he wants to talk about um, reaching across the aisle, when he wants to talk about, uh, you know, whatever it is that's like on his heart to talk about and they you know they, they listen to him and so it's like it's, this, it's just this great he's in a great job with it and yeah just like those others that you've seen pay attention to some of those folks and seeing how they do it how do they use TikTok, instagram the lives the stories the posts how do they use it to create community is essential and a funny example that i thought of that t- that is also worth checking out are people who are really good at online weight loss communities there are some people who have lost a lot of weight and they've posted it they've posted their journey and they've developed ridiculous numbers of followers and they do their their live q a's and they do their updates and they you know and it, it becomes this like community of people who are all excited about like the same goal or the same journey Um, so that's another, like something to keep an eye on if you're looking for more examples of what this could look like, uh, and how it plays out in terms of creating communities. All right. So these days publishers, they want authors to have communities and not just followings. So the people that are connected with you on your social media, publishers want to see that they're, they are engaged with you, with what you're doing and what you are going to do. Cause that is the best gauge for them that your books will sell. And so finding ways to do that, hopefully this list was helpful. Um, and it applies to fiction and nonfiction. I mean, I would hope if you're writing fiction that you're excited about what you're writing and that you can geek out online on social media about if you're writing Victorian or if you're writing fantasy or if you're writing, you know, teenage vampires. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gatecrashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link paypal.me slash gatecrashers or log into paypal and search us using our username which is at gatecrashers and be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode